Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Sharper Pequenel, and I'm joined, as always, by my intangible co-host, Tempest. Hey, bud. I'm Tempest. I'm Tempest. You sound I am Tempest. Little, you sound a little bit tired today, Tempest. I'm always tired, Pete. That's my secret. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm always tired. <laughs> I, get, I get to leave isolation today, finally. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's fun. Nice. You know, I've been I've been very bored. Mm, can imagine, yeah. I'm just happy to be able to like stretch my legs again and just mm-hmm. like walk about. Yeah. See, I I had the opposite experience in that I've not been isolating. I've just been scared to go outside because it's oh, real yeah. bad in London, like real bad. So I've just mm-hmm. kind of been in my flat for a, a while now, like a good while, um, and. Uh, I, I had to go out today because I needed some food. Uh, so I had to go do a little shop earlier today. And that was the first time I got inside, inside a shop with other people in ages because I get my food delivered because, you know, less mm-hmm. contact with people and stuff. Uh, so I had to go and actually go in a shop. And I was like, hate this. hate being out. This is awful. Um, so, yeah, that wasn't fun. So I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm just, just wanted to get better, man. Um, and on top of all the, the you know, no, nope, we're not going to talk about politics. We're not going to talk about politics because <laughs> God, it made me so. Oh, angry you're telling today. me, you're telling oh. me, you want me to talk about Canadian politics instead? No, no, no. Oh. Just because there's been on the the day this happened, I'm sure people you know, look at the date and understand. But there's been things happening in UK politics today, and it's angering me. But way to go, <clears throat> Boris. Yeah, dickhead. Anyway, um, do you have anything fun planned, Tempest, now that you don't have to isolate anymore? Is it just like, I'm going to go for a walk? I'm just going to be able to walk about my house. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm not going nice. anywhere at this point. 
Yeah. God, I just had this thing. I don't want to get it again. I don't want to <laughs> accidentally somehow give it to someone else. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we're back where we were. Mm-hmm. Sure. We're are. basically in lockdown here in Ontario, so there's not really anything to do anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like, I'm just happy to be able to stretch my legs and walk about. That's it. Yeah. That's. Yeah, I mean that's that's nice in and of itself. Just stretching your legs is nice. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, play Mappy in the living room. Oh <laughs> yeah, you can Whoa. play Mappy elsewhere. Yeah, crazy. There's um, there's like PS5 games and stuff that I got for Christmas that I haven't been able to play. I might play nice. one of those. What do you got? I don't remember. <laughs> I realized <laughs> I started that sentence and I was like, uh because I got like a few Switch games and everything. I got like Metroid mm-hmm. Dread. And uh, something else. Uh, I got the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Mm-hmm. That's one of them. I don't nice. really remember the other. Oh, uh, Ratchet and Clank. That's mm. the other one. I got those nice. two games. And nice. I'm quite looking forward to playing both of them. I've heard they're both quite good. So mm-hmm. I might I might get around to doing that this week. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, I was going to say something. I did the thing, Tempest. It's been a while since I've done that. Where I've thought of something and then forgotten it. Forget have now done that. Oh, when my uh lady partner was around recently, um, we moved my TV that's in the living room. We moved it into my bedroom, and I was like, I don't really want to do that because I'm just gonna get used to it being in the bedroom. I'm gonna lie in bed a lot and watch stuff in my bed. I don't want to do that. It makes me really unproductive. The TV is still in the bedroom. Ah, uh, it stayed there since after she left. I was like, I mean, I could move it. I, you know what? I'll just have one day where I'll just have it in there, uh-huh. and now it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't know when I'm gonna get to move it. It's been really nice. Like last night, I was got a bit tired a bit early, but I was like, "There's an episode of Critical Role to watch. That's like a four-hour episode. I can go to bed nice and early. I want to make myself a hot chocolate, and I'm just gonna sit in bed and watch some Critical Role. And it was a great evening. And that sounds like a great evening. I, it was a great evening, but. Now I'm worried that that's going to happen every evening, and I don't want to do that because I like being productive. But mm-hmm. in in very exciting news, though, Tempest, very exciting news. My uh, my lady partner, who knows zero about D anD D or anything to do with it at all, was like, "I feel like I just want to like understand it more." You know, like I, I understand that like you're very passionate about it. I just want to like want to understand it more. Are you talking about this critical role all the time? And I'm like, <laughs> oh no. And she's like, do you want to like, I don't know, maybe like just like watch an episode or two with me. And then if I have any like questions or anything, then you can just like answer them. And I was like, yes. Worlds colliding. <laughs> we, we can do this. That's okay with me. Trying to not like freak out. And then, yeah, she we watched first episode of the campaign and then got to the end of it. And I was like, so what do you think? She was like, I mean, yeah, I don't know if I get everything yet, but I want to watch the next one, so that's something. And I was like, oh no, is she hooked? Yep, (laughs) watch the next one. And then she was like, I think I want to watch the third one. I was like, oh my god. Uh, Those are long things to be able to still want to watch the next one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, they are long pieces of content. Um, But yeah, I mean, D&D inherently is very long. It's just, that's just part of the part of the beast unfortunately um but anyway we should probably talk about nxt 
because that's <sighs> right. what we're here to do. <clears throat> um, so the first thing we're going to be talking about uh, is this whole AJ Styles thing. AJ Styles had his his main event match against Grayson Warner on this week's episode. The vibe I got was that he's probably done with NXT. If that's the case, was him coming down to NXT worth it? Was it a success? Let's talk about it. So AJ Styles seemingly is like done with NXT now. He's done he's done his thing. They don't want none of AJ Styles anymore in NXT. So He's had his one match with Grayson Waller, which really then begs the question, was AJ Styles coming back to NXT worth it? Was it a success? Short answer, no. Long answer, we'll talk about it in a little bit. Uh, send in your ultra <laughs> I thought chats. I you were going to say, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, send in your ultra chats to russeltalk.com forward slash support, and uh, we'll go through all of your Ultra Chats that are five US bucks and up by the time the show goes off the air. And let's talk about this whole AJ Styles thing, who came down to have a match with Grayson Waller. That was the, the point of the AJ inclusion. There's a lot more main roster integration these days with Riddle being used in the MSK stuff. Uh, and then with AJ and Grayson Waller, Grayson Waller going to Raw, AJ Styles coming to NXT. A lot more crossover now that Vince has got his vision for the product in place, basically. Which, sure, whatever. Uh, and as we mentioned in previous weeks, would have been really cool to have AJ Styles in NXT in like 2018. Um, mm -hmm. But in 2022, it feels a bit off. But regardless, he gave a nice boost to the show, I thought. The main event match of this show was AJ Styles versus Grayson Waller, the match that has been built to. I thought it was a decent match. You know, Grayson Waller didn't look terrible coming out of it, which is good. Um, granted, he's in a match against AJ Styles, so that probably helps. Um, but AJ Styles won clean in the end, excuse me, and then uh, reintroduced LA Knight to Grayson Waller after, which to me seemed like I've had my feud with Grayson Waller. Now LA Knight's going to have his feud with Grayson Waller. I'm going to go back to the main roster because I've got Royal Rumble coming up. Uh, so that, that was kind of it. That was the whole AJ Styles thing. Now, for me, personally, I don't really feel like it was worth it, him coming back down. I don't really feel like it aided Grayson Waller that much at all. What do you reckon? It made him look worse. Yeah. I think I think this feud made Grayson Waller look significantly worse, mm. you know? And it depends on how seriously you want to take something like this, right? Because it's like... We got AJ Styles on NXT for about a month. He did a couple of promos. I thought neither one of the promos were like especially cool. He was just kind of like, boy, howdy. It's cool to be down here in NXT. Look at you fans. Crazy. We got that like a couple times. And then we got one match. Now, two... Decent promos, and then what I thought was a, a decent little match. That is much better than what I usually see on NXT 2.0. I didn't rip my hair out watching this until I got to the finish of this match. And even still, I don't I don't care about. You know, I don't care. It's fine. 
It's whatever. I've I've given up hope on this show. So with that being said, having AJ Styles there, I'm just like, well, there's a good wrestler. It makes me happy to see a good wrestler on this show for a little bit longer. But that being said, if you want to look at this critically, like you might do in a review, there was absolutely no point to this. It's the complete opposite of how you're supposed to use a main roster star to get someone over, you know? Like, he just came down and was like, hey, buddy, I'm better than you. And then he beat him clean. It's like, well, yeah, he's better than him. What am I missing here, you know? Like, why would you do that? I'm not saying that Grayson Waller should have just beaten AJ Styles clean because that's like a bit of a stretch, you know? AJ Styles is a really big deal, you know? He's a top, top, top guy. Then don't book the match, you know? Find a different main roster star who is... Uh, equivalent to an AJ Styles, maybe a bit below an AJ Styles that can take a loss to someone like Grayson Waller and then use that person to get the younger guy over. I just don't understand what the point of it was. And I don't really think there was one. I think it was just, let's put AJ Styles on NXT. Cause I keep saying Grayson Waller feels so much less important than he did a month ago when he beat up Johnny Gargano, like so much less important. I thought he was going to get, like, Tommaso Ciampa levels of villainy out of it. Not necessarily Tommaso Ciampa levels of heat, because I don't know if that's possible in NXT anymore. But I thought he was going to be, like, the most dastardly heel, this absolute piece of garbage. Everyone's going to hate. We're going to get backstage segments every week of people kicking him out of locker rooms, and he's going to have no friends, and he's going to be the top heel and eventually face Braun Breaker, maybe win the NXT championship as the top heel of NXT. Now he's just like a butt monkey. He's just he, he lost his first match after that angle. Dead yep. to me, you know? Yeah. And, and I think the main thing from this as well is that in theory it would have worked. If you'd have had a really good match between AJ Styles and Grayson Waller, AJ wins, but Grayson looks good in defeat. That in theory that can work. What this is really hindered by is AJ's booking on Raw. He just got yeah. squashed by Omos yeah. in like two minutes, right? Yeah. He's a dude who's on a, a downward trend and then beats a guy who's on an upward trend from NXT. Like that, mm. those two things just don't mix at all. So in theory, if you'd have had AJ, who's already a big deal, and then came down and he wasn't on this downward trend and got beaten by Omos in two minutes, put on a really competitive match with Grayson Waller, had a bunch of false finishes, had Grayson look like he nearly win a few times, and then AJ wins, like, just gets the win. He's like, damn, he's actually pretty good. Like, you know, I underestimate, underestimate Grayson Waller. He's a good guy. You should look out for him in the future of NXT kind of thing. In theory, on paper, I think that can work. But having this is not what happened with the booking mm -hmm. on Raw, with AJ and Omos, with, yeah, Grayson supposedly being this huge top heel on NXT with the whole attacking Johnny Gargano and then not following up on that at all. Both of their bookings have just been hindering this whole thing. So AJ won, you went, okay. Rather than going like, oh, wow, Grayson looked great after that. AJ won, and we were just like, all right. And then that, that's it, you know? And, and you leave feeling like nothing really has happened. AJ is still AJ on the main roster. 
and Grayson Waller is still on the downward trend since he beat up Gargano. And he's still on mm-hmm. that downward trend because he can't keep up that hot angle that ended that show. So, no. AJ coming to NXT wasn't a success. It, like, he put on a good match. That's about it. You know? I mean, yeah, it's AJ Styles, like, though. So. You, you really need to decide like what the metrics are for a success Mm. was it terrible television no did it help the ratings of nxt not that i can see did it help get anyone on nxt over no it's like well those are the things that i kind of care about because those are the things that matter when aj styles isn't on tv next week you know so who who cares really? Yeah, you know? and then it's there like, was yeah, the bit at this point. At this point, it's it's like it's. I'm so over NXT 2.0 that like a couple decent promos and a decent match. I'm just like, eh, cool. And I try not to get super worked up about it because it's like it's it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. It's whatever. It's dead brand. I don't care. So if I get something yeah. that's be- above the average, the very low average that NXT 2.0 is set, then I'm like, eh, this, 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 this all right. This is pretty neat. I'll take that. And I try and this is what happens when I try and turn my brain off and not think critically about it. I watch like a six out of ten angle and be like, oh, this is better than average. <laughs> uh then there was the weird bit after the match. Yeah. Which was AJ Styles then started cutting a promo. I, th- I thought this was gonna be the bit where AJ was gonna go, gonna put over Grayson Waller in the field and be like, hey, Grayson Waller, you did really well, and you know what? You are pretty good. And and he, and he started off like that, just being like, hey, Grayson Waller, you're good, but you're not phenomenal. And I was like, that's fine. Put him over in defeat. That's all good. But this doesn't end here. And I was like, wait, what? What are you talking about, AJ? What? And he said, let me introduce you to one of my friends. And then LA Knight came back. I thought about 12 different people weird. were going to come out before LA Knight. Yeah. You know? And then the, but then the weird thing was what happened here? Because LA Knight didn't just come out and hit a finisher and hey it's la knight and aj Styles standing tall la knight came out and then he like beat up grayson waller a bit and hit a few moves and then it ended with like a clothesline out of the ring like as like a you know like like he was saving aj from a beatdown kind of angle like that's that like the vibe of it was like grayson waller was attacking and la knight made the save kind of thing even though that obviously wasn't what was happening it wasn't just like he came out and hit a big move and yeah, LA Knight's back. It was the, oh, I'll get you next time kind of vibe. And it was like, but he just lost to AJ. What are you talking yeah. about? Then they had like a little stare down between LA Knight and AJ Styles. And then they were like, hi, you're my friend. And then they posed and then the show went off the air. I was like, this is weird. This is sure really is. strange. This is a weird way to end the show. I don't know why I should give a single damn about LA Knight facing Grayson Waller when Grayson Waller just lost clean as a sheet. Mm -hmm. But whatever. Do AJ Styles and Eli Drake have like a history together? I was not up with like the final days of AJ Styles run and I seem to recall uh, Eli Drake being a TNA guy more so after AJ left. And if they like ships passing in the night sort of thing like i don't know why they're friends but mm-hmm. it's all right i thought like from, finn balor was gonna come out maybe from a very quick google of aj styles eli drake nothing really comes up so yeah maybe they yeah. just are friends 
Maybe. And I, and, and maybe they don't have a history. I don't yeah. know. I thought Finn Balor might have come out. I don't know who else on the main roster could be AJ Styles' friend at this point. Most of his friends have gotten fired. It's yeah. funny how that works. But, yeah, yeah right. It's cool, I guess. We're going to get L.A. Knight and Eli Drake. Which, yeah, damn it. <laughs> L.A. Knight and Drake <laughs> Waller. It's going to be the man in the mirror. He's yep. going to wrestle himself. Which, you know what might be more entertaining? Yeah, genuinely. Give me L.A. Knight uh, against Eli Drake. Also, I just want to uh, point out an article on my on my Google search for AJ Styles, Eli Drake, comes up with an article from February 2021. Triple H, there is no ceiling for Eli Drake in NXT. I don't think that's aged well. If you say so. <laughs> yeah. You say so, I feel Triple. like they're actually is uh mr mr h normally being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra and United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, anyway, let's get into some of your ultra chats here. Uh, send those in at wrestletalk.com forward slash support, and we'll go through all the ones that are five US bucks and up by the time the show goes off the air. Um, Bacon Rasher says, Hi, lads. I like seeing AJ in NXT. Plus, over the past few weeks, that story has been better. Uh, what story has been better in WWE? Not many, in my opinion. Uh, plus, uh, Loves the no you don't chance at Breaker. The rest of NXT was a bit rubbish, but so sexy. Liw four 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 life. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the Bron Breaker segment in a little bit because that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yes, I the thing is though, when you say that what story has been better in WWE, not many. That's not a high bar to beat. No. Because the majority of WWE stories are bad. So it being better than the bad ones doesn't make it a good story necessarily. Yeah, I think the, the Roman Brock story's been better. Yeah. It's totally. probably about it. I reckon even the like the like the entire dynamic in the world title picture of Brock Roman sure. and Seth. Bobby, I think, is more interesting. I also think that mm-hmm. the Raw Women's Championship scene is more interesting with the triple threat with Bianca and Dewdrop and um, Liv Morgan and then Becky costing Bianca and Dewdrop getting the show. I think that's more interesting as well. It's good. Yeah, I prefer those than this. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Anyway, uh, Lakshmi Narasimhan B says, uh, this wasn't a bad show. This wasn't a good show. This was just a show. Uh, had its moments, but overall, it's a WWE show, I guess. Why can't we have anything nice, McMahon? Sums up, yeah. You probably Vince McMahon thinks this is a nice show. Mm, he does. Hey, man, See, we got to look at himself. Mandy Rose twice doing twice. a photo shoot. <laughs> yeah, cool. Right. <laughs> We've got a great one here. I've just read ahead on this next ultra chat. Zoe yeah. Sung comes in to say, so I thought everyone calling NXT 2.0 was a joke making fun of it. No, they're actually calling it 2.0, lol. Ha. Anyway, Joe Gacy, the snowflake Pokemon. This Pokemon lives in a safe space. This Pokemon is the evolved form of Twitter, lol. 2.0, Jesus. As if Check Twitter out. needs an evolved form. Yeah, God. Please don't. Um, Yeah, it, it is legitimately called NXT 2.0. That is, that is mm-hmm. an actual thing for anyone that's not in the know of 2.0. Hashtag pass. Anyway, I will read out more of the Ultra Chats later on. Very quickly, before we get into talking about the rest of the uh, the episode here, Tempest. I mentioned on a previous episode, I can't remember whether I mentioned this on the main show last week or just on the intros and outros, which you can hear if you become a member or a pledge hammer on our Patreon page. Um, I mentioned that I've got a conspiracy theory about the NXT crowds. Because I'm like, Mm -hmm. I swear these guys must be paid. Like, we never get told about people that actually attend NXT shows. They seem to be into every single segment. Like, I feel like they're at least directed or paid or something. Like, these guys, something's going on with that crowd because they don't feel like a legit crowd. I have been DM'd on Twitter by two people from last week's show that have attended NXT shows. NXT 2.0 shows, I should clarify. So... Here's what they had to say about their experience. Thank you to the two people that DM'd me. The first one said, uh, I attended the War Games show, and it was my first NXT show ever. I've been to several AEW Dynamites and pay-per-views, and it certainly feels different. NXT tapings feel a lot more like a closed set, and as a crowd, you feel like you're being constantly filmed since it's a small arena. Throughout the show, there is also a man ringside who I assume is some sort of director who does tell the crowd when to boo and cheer. This individual is somewhat controlling the crowd reactions, telling us between commercial breaks whether we were energetic and good or that we could do better, sort of like a school teacher. As far as I can tell, no one is paid, although they did give out t-shirts to the loudest guy. Hope that helps. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, I think that I checks remember out. When that's, shows, that's... I, yeah, I remember when shows were just good and people cheered right? because they were good and mm-hmm. didn't need yeah. a director 
telling people when to cheer. Yeah. Um, oh. And and someone else DM me just to say that um, they've been to many 2.0 shows, um, but they're definitely not paid. Was basically what he would, uh, what they were what they were saying. So, but thank you, the two people that DM'd me for clarifying my conspiracy theory. I'm right. That's the 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 moral of the story. I'm right. The crowd is direct. Pete's always right. I'm Pete's always, always right. right. Mm-hmm. Hell Absolutely. yeah. Did they have like a different crowd for this one though? This crowd uh, seemed a lot know. more split than most weeks. Right? Yeah. You know? I don't like know. you had the Braun Breaker segment that we're gonna get to in a second. Mm-hmm. And they did the dueling, you deserve it, no, you don't chance. Mm-hmm. And that was just the beginning. I was just kind of like, wow, that's interesting. You usually just kind of get the more solidified NXT crowd. But it felt like there were a lot of like anti-NXT people in the crowd that were just booing all the NXT 2.0 people. Because you had this, then you had dueling chance in the main event. And I feel like there was another time during the show that we got something like that. But I was just like, what's going on here? Like, it was enough to make me notice it. I don't know. It was just odd. Yeah, very. But let's get into talking about that Bron Breaker segment, which opened up this show, uh, where he came out new NXT champion. And as you mentioned, yeah, the, the crowd immediately started picking up with You Deserve It chance. Then there was a, a vocal section of people that were responding, no, you don't. Um, which, immediately when I heard the you deserve it chance, I was like, that's that's premature. Yeah, it's a little bit odd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just what, you know, when you actually think about it, because I, I paid no attention to this sort of thing, you mm. know. I was just kind of like, hey, you won the title, whatever. But I was like, wait a minute. His first match, like, a year ago, and his first match on NXT was like, not in NXT. His first match right. ever was like a year ago. You know, it's some indie show. And I guess this is just what you do now. You just chant, yeah. you deserve it at everyone, regardless if they actually deserve it or not. But it's like, I'm not it's, saying that he doesn't deserve it, but it's yeah, like, it's, you would think that chant would be reserved for like the Daniel Bryan long run to WrestleMania he finally gets his big title win or like Zack Ryder winning a title after like a million years or something like that, you know, but no, they just do it for everyone. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It, Cause it's really difficult to say who deserves a title win or not. Right. Because does someone deserve it because they're ultra talented? Does someone deserve it because they're, they, they are worthy of being a champion. Does someone deserve it because they've been kept down for so long and it's taken them several years to get to where they are. But does someone like Bron Breaker in kayfabe would probably deserve it because he lost his first title shot. He then pinned the champion. And then on his third try, he tried it away. He deserves it. He, he, he deserved that title win. But the chant originally was more of like a, a non kayfabe, like, we appreciate you as a wrestler and all the work you've mm-hmm. put in to get to this point. Whereas doing it for people that have been there for a few months in NXT, it feels like it cheapens it a little bit. Um, yeah. But I understand I mean, why people would want to. Wrestlers hate this chant anyway. Because mm. it's a totally. dumb chant that people should yeah. stop doing. You know? Because they chant it for everyone. And mm. it shouldn't be about, like, you deserve this thing. Because... Again, if it's like if it's you deserve it, it feels like the company has 
bestowed this thing upon you as opposed to in storyline you went out there and won this thing yeah you know like oh i earned this thing through my hard work and determination and such and such this is just like this is what i hear from wrestlers where it's just like they hate this stupid chant because it's like get invested in the story not your idea of like everyone should win championships everyone should you know get their turn as champion because you know everybody deserves to have a run sort of mm-hmm. thing you know nah, yeah that's whatever uh decent the promo beast. though yeah it was a decent promo uh which we'll talk about in a second but i just wanted to bring up that the veggie beast in the chat has slightly jumped the gun because i was going to say can we get a pete deserves it chart going in because i do deserve another run with the jam jam championship pete so, deserves you. it damn right uh yeah i do deserve it and i deserve another run with the title uh this was a good promo from bron breaker i thought he showed a decent amount of fight it was very short and sweet which was so refreshing because i thought he was yeah. going to come out and cut like a 15 minute promo this was like two minutes of him just coming out and being like i'm the champion i'm amazing i'll defend against anyone i don't care who who wants to fight me i will beat you great perfect ah. don't need any more than that great stuff short perfect mm. Like, this segment was done by, like, five minutes past the top of the hour. Maybe eight minutes past the top of the hour with entrances and such. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, be still my heart. Just short promos to open show. I would rather not have promos to open up the show, but that's fine. If you're going to have one, make it a short promo. I have no problem with it. And I also understand opening up the show with a promo when you have a new world champion. Yeah, that's that's that's. I can understand fine. like yeah. celebration, have a quick promo, yeah. perfect. That's fine. Um, interestingly, Santos Escobar then came out for his match and had a stare down with Brom Breaker, as you mentioned on your edited review, the one up on the main Wrestle Talk channel. I think this is a great first challenger for Brom Breaker, someone who Bron can beat, and Santos, who's a very experienced wrestler, can guide him through the match and put on a great show. Yep, perfect stuff. It's exactly what you want, because I don't see Santos Escobar as like an NXT champion guy, you know, at least at this point, because I think he should be on the friggin' main roster by now anyway. But if he's the kind of guy that can go out there and give Braun Breaker a fantastic match and then lose, there aren't a ton of guys that fit that role better than Santos Escobar right now. So I think I think that's a home run of a of a pairing right there. Mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, this then led into Santos Escobar versus Zion Quinn in the custody of Electra Lopez match. Not Great. a home run of a pairing. <laughs> no, this wasn't. I thought Zion Quinn was really good, but then he had this huh. match and then I was like, oh, yeah. I guess he's not that good because the entirety of his offense in the match was I'm going to push you in the corner and I'm going to punch you in the stomach. And then Santos is going to go, oh, no. And then he's going to pick him up and he's going to punch him in the stomach. And then he's going to do a throw. And then he's going to push him in the corner and he's going to punch him in the stomach. And then Santos is going to go, oh, my belly. Oh, no. And then he's going to pick him up and he's going to punch him in the stomach. And I was like, Zion, please do something else. Uh, This looked like he was like having his first or second match and just like going through the very, very basic spots, you know? Don't know Mm. what this was about. But it was a bit weird. Yeah, like I didn't like the match that they had like a month or two ago, mm-hmm. and I didn't like this match either. And I'd seen Zion Quinn matches that were better than this, mm. but maybe he needs a lot more work than I had originally imagined. 
Maybe these two just don't work well together. I don't know what it is, but I'd rather not see them wrestle again. And judging by this stupid-ass finish, I don't think we're going to. Yeah, fingers crossed. Because Santos Escobar was in control. We got up um, Zion Quinn on in like fireman's carry and looked like he was going to like push him into like the, the turnbuckle post on the outside or something. But uh, Electra Lopez got in the way. And Santos was like, what are you doing? Why are you getting in the way? And then Zion Quinn came back. And then Electra was like, you've got this babe and was like running her hands down him and stuff and it was like okay so i guess she's siding with zion quinn then as zion tries to get back in the ring she kicks him in the balls no and then uh santos escobar wins with the phantom driver i don't care yeah like i don't <laughs> want to get worked up over it but literally what was the point of any of this what was the point man like Nothing was gained. No one in Legado del Fantasma is anywhere further along in their quest for world domination of NXT or whatever because you had this two-month feud. Like, she approached him. What did you gain from stringing this man along for two months if you're just going to turn on him and kick him in the nuts and cost him a match? Where he, like, the only thing on the line is you. Yeah. So stupid like like, whatever i don't care i i don't mind if like her motivation was like she was legitimately interested in zion quinn but like she realized that she couldn't side with him and she wanted to choose ldf over stuff but like none of that has been told at the minute it's just like this was the plan all along supposedly so yeah nothing in the storyline would lead you to believe that her motivations would have changed Mm, nothing in this match would have influenced that decision Mm -hmm. that's where i feel like all of this is a waste of time yeah because again Um, in a vacuum just this match and just this finish would be fine if anything in the storyline leading up to it had actually led up to this Mm -hmm. and it didn't so it's it's whatever totally tony d'angelo cut a primo uh cool mandy rose does a promo and a photo shoot. What is she, Tempest? She's just so sexy, Pete. Uh, just so sexy. She said it was fine. She said almost that. She said something about being sexy in this. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah. ah, this is the thing. She said the line. Say the line, Mandy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We then had uh, a quick match of Cameron Grimes versus Damon Kemp. Now, I don't know if you know this, Tempest. Damon Kemp. That's Gable Stevenson's brother. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So, you know, like, Gable Stevenson, you know, like, Olympic gold medalist, you know, like, the dude who they're going to, like, really push, guy who signed for WWE and they're probably going to push him on the main Mm -hmm. roster and stuff like that. Why is NXT so insistent to never acknowledge any familial ties with anyone ever? I don't understand. Like, you have Solo Sokoa, who's not an Uso, but gets Uso chants all the time. You have Bron Breaker, who's not a Steiner, but is definitely a Steiner. And Rick Steiner came and celebrated with him for his title win. And then you got Gable Stevenson's brother, who's now Damon Kemp. (laughs) They're stupid. Come on, man. 
like these are very easy, simple ways to get people more over because it gives mm. you more layers to your character just by having a relationship with another character. Yeah. And they're so adamantly against this. And there's yeah. literally not one reason that you could give me to, to justify this. They could be like, oh, we want to copyright a new name or whatever. Trademarks, whatever. I don't care about your stupid trademarks. Let someone go out and still wrestle as Rex Steiner if they want to. They're the only company that does this. Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. And I, I, I also feel like it would have made way more sense because in this match, Malcolm Bivens came out and was watching the match because mm. it looked like he wanted to try and recruit Damon Kemp to the diamond mine, which would make way more sense if they acknowledge that he's Gable Stevenson's brother, because that's yeah. why Malcolm Bivens would be interested in him. It's right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all there. Come on, man. Uh, it's fine. Whatever. Cameron Grimes won. Remember when they drafted Gable Stevenson to Raw for no reason? <laughs> Wasn't that fun? Yeah, they were just like, ah, he's going to be on Raw when he, when he learns how to wrestle in two years. Uh, speaking of drafting people for no reason, do you remember when they drafted Hit Row to SmackDown? No, no, no I don't. I've I've repressed the memory. <sighs> um, Cameron Grimes won fairly quickly. Good stuff. Uh, Malik Blade and Idris Enofe face Joe Gacy and Harland next. <sighs> do what a waste of time! What <laughs> a waste of time! <laughs> What a waste of time, because this was a Dusty Cup qualifier. Play-in match. Play-in match. Qualifier. Yeah, it was a qualifying match. And Joe Gacy and Harlan said last week, when it got announced, we want to enter the tournament, but we're not going to get any handouts. We're going to make sure that we earn our spot in this tournament. So they go ahead, and they get themselves intentionally disqualified here so they don't qualify for the tournament. Why? <laughs> Why? The show is such a waste of time. What's the point, man? Such a waste of time. Oh, God. <laughs> like, oh. like, Harlan just kicked too much ass. And then he got DQ'd. Like, he didn't answer the referee's count of five. Malik Blade and Idris Enifade look like morons afterwards. Be like, yeah, we won! It's like, you didn't do anything. Guys, no, come they on. Didn't. And it's like, again, I said in my edited review, like, this is where I kind of got my wires quashed. My wires quashed. You got your wires quashed. Yeah, with, 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 with really illegal. <laughs> yeah. Like, I... I would rather see Idris Inoufe and Malik Blade in the tournament than Joe Gacy and Harlan because Idris Inoufe and Malik Blade are wrestlers and they do wrestling and not whatever the hell these other two clowns do. Mm -hmm. That being said, I don't want them to be in the tournament this way. And I feel so entitled list, like hearing myself say that because like, well, they're not doing it the right way, but for God's sake, like, I just want a well-booked show. And yeah. I feel like I'm going crazy in saying that. Because they're, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, it's a WWE show. Why are you wanting these unrealistic expectations? It's like, well, this show was booked well for so long. 
you know, and there's always going to be a segment on this show now where I pine for the old NXT. We didn't know how good we had it those first six months, Pete. We really didn't. I remember when my biggest concern in, in all of these reviews were, were were Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell. Oh, man. You know? Oh, I, kind of, I miss that now. He just brought yeah. up Dexter Loomis and I was like, oh, I missed the rants about it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And like the the comparison that I gave in my edited review was like, and again, it's sports. So like, I don't know. I don't know how much uh, people will will actually identify with this, but it's like if you have a, a sports team, and I've got I got a lot of them. I got I got one right right up there. Bunch of losers. Mm-hmm. Look at them. None of them are even on the team anymore. <laughs> guys, guys like that, where you have perhaps a hockey team, and your hockey team goes out there and they play a really bad game. They're not good. They're making mistakes, and it's just bah, It's just not not a good game but they still win. Like they pull out like a two, one win and it's just not good, you know? And you go, well, they win. They got the points and the standings and everything, but I really would prefer if they played the right way, because it's concerning to watch that and look at the next week and be like, well, they're not going to do well if they keep playing like this. That's what it's like watching NXT because sometimes you get something like this where you get the team that I want to be in the tournament is in the tournament, but the booking to get there is still wrong. You know? So if you fix, if you don't fix the booking, the show is still going to suffer for it. So there's my rant again in longer form. Thank you to the yeah. sports fans in the chat who are telling me the Leafs suck. Mm. Yeah. I know they suck. suck. Yeah. Yeah. The Rock, the, the, so. the Rock told me so. The Rock told me so. Um, no, Leafs. It's not yeah, grammatically leaves. correct. Yeah, the no, Leafs. Leafs. Yeah, Leafs. Yeah, Leafs. Fight you. Uh, I, I then wrote, I was like, shouldn't Gacy be annoyed about this? Like, he wanted to enter the tournament, and now he Harland wanted has... it, yeah. <laughs> they, well, they, did, they did one backstage bit earlier in the show where they both had evil-looking faces on, and I was like, you know, if they didn't have dumb characters, this would be a really good still image of two mm. heels looking menacing. Yeah. Then I remember what their characters are, and I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I like. I will say that Joe Gacy has at, at least become. I I, I don't want to say tolerable. I feel like that's too nice, but he doesn't He's not make doing me what he was furious, yeah. which he did before. So that's nice. He still got go away heat, but it's not just yeah. like burning fire from hell go away heat like he had yeah. in the first few weeks. Yeah. Um, speaking of go away heat, crowbar and a pole. Come on, guys. Like, we had a crowbar and a pole match between Tony D'Angelo and Pete Dunne. The whole first part of this match. Okay. Why don't they know how to tell the most basic of stories? Because... If you're doing, admittedly, a dumb stipulation, a crowbar on a pole match, if you're mm. doing that, the crowbar is the thing that the match is built around, right? Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of it is you need to get the crowbar. Whoever gets the crowbar is likely going to win because that's the point. Once you get the crowbar, you have such a massive advantage over your opponent, right? The first, like, so even ignoring the fact that the first, like, five, seven minutes of this match 
was really boring because all it was was person does move, goes to get crowbar, gets stopped. Other person does move, goes to get crowbar, gets stopped. That was it's like a, it's and a significantly worse version of a ladder match. Yes, 100%. Uh, it was really bad to start with. But even discounting that, if you want to tell the story of the crowbar and a pole match, once someone gets the crowbar, that needs to be the turning point of the match. That needs to be like, oh god, they've got the crowbar, now it's about to get real. So what happens was, each of them does a move, other person tries to get it, gets stopped. Person does a move, goes to get the crowbar, gets stopped. Rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, until Tony D'Angelo just gets the crowbar. He did a move, and then he didn't get stopped. And he got the crowbar. First off, anticlimactic way for him to get the crowbar. Great. Immediately, he then misses with the crowbar, and then Pete Dunne gets the crowbar instead. It's like, okay, yep. you've already screwed up the story. Like, <laughs> what, you already screwed up the entire point of the person getting the crowbar gets the advantage. You you didn't pay that off at all. And then Pete Dunne gets the crowbar and then is also ineffective with it. So now the crowbar isn't even a big advantage in the match because neither of them know how to use it, which means the whole point of the match is null and void. Like... How do you screw up the most basic stuff? Yeah. It's just it's just basic storytelling. Set up and pay off, man. Oh, man. Whatever. Whatever. You yeah. can't do a good pull match. It's not possible. Yeah. These matches just yeah. inherently suck. Pete Dunne is great, and he can't make this better. You thought people climb ladders slow to try and get the whatever? Oh, what a stupid wrestling trope that is. Try standing on the top rope, having your hand on the crowbar, and just being like, it won't come down. Nothing I can do. Oh, it's not It's not coming down. Christ. <laughs> Tony D'Angelo. I don't want to talk about this stupid match anymore. Like, once they yeah. got the crowbar down, at least it then became like a wrestling match. It wasn't a yeah. great wrestling match, but it was a wrestling match. And I'd rather see them have a wrestling match than a friggin' pinata match. And it just just book a wrestling match, which they did. Mm-hmm. It was the last match. But, yeah. you know, again, yeah, you don't need it, to make it, things it, that complicated. No. And it should have been. Like, the ending of the match fit the stipulation. Tony D'Angelo had the crowbar. One bonk over the head. Bang. Straight on Pete Dunne. Gets the win. Yes. Yeah, so should have done that right. immediately after he got the crowbar. That's the point of the match. Whoever gets the crowbar gets the win. That's the thing, right? Whatever. Tony D'Angelo won. Cool. Pete Dunne's probably going to the main roster. That's my prediction. I hope. You know? I mean, at this point, it's like a lateral move Mm -hmm. to move from NXT 2.0 to the main roster. You know? It doesn't matter. They're both bad. So, if you're going to do that, at least I would get some, like, fresh matches out of it they'll do the match seven times in a row but it'll be fresh the first time yeah i can i can see him being in the rumble and then just kind of staying on the main roster afterwards uh-huh. mean, seems like a decent decent way to introduce done or reintroduce done i guess because he had that thing with enzo Amore that one time um oh, yeah. grayson waller did a promo mandy rose does another promo and another photo shoot why tempest because she's just so sexy, Pete. She's just so sexy. Just so sexy. Uh, they did a whole thing where it led into a video package of about Toxic Attraction that went on for ages, I want to say. 
it was a long, long video package of them just being like, we're Toxic Attraction. We are champions. We're also sexy. And also we are champions. And we are Toxic <laughs> Attraction. And we also win matches. That's where we are champions. And also we are sexy. And we break hearts. And we ghost men. Cool. Great. Whoop de doo, Basil. Um, after that, we got <laughs> a six-woman tag of Indy Hartwell, Persia Parra, and Wendy Chu making her in-ring debut, sort of, because she was Mei Ying before. But Wendy Chu made her in-ring debut versus Caden Carter, Casey Catanzaro, and Amari Miller. On the entrance of Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro, I noticed this on the Zion Quinn entrance as well. They really need to sort out their lighting. Because I couldn't mm. see a damn thing on their entrance. Because they had a lot of like, you know, lights going crazy because that was the vibe of the thing. You still need to have the lights going crazy, but still be able to see what's what's happening. Because I couldn't. Uh, and with Zion Quinn's entrance, like he was in shadow a lot of the time. Couldn't really see him. Like he had like a red filter over him and it was dark. It's like, guys, you were good at this before. What happened? Um, but regardless, this match... Okay, here's my hot take on this match. I think that Wendy Chu can work as a character. Sure. There you go. It can work as a character. She's She sleeps a lot. That's her thing. If she has a pillow. She wrestles in pajamas. She sleeps a lot. She would work as an Orange Cassidy type wrestler who doesn't mm. put in a lot of effort, but when she does... Oh, God, she's great. Because when she did the little bits of wrestling in this match, I was like, oh, my God, she's a good wrestler. So if you actually had that work properly in matches, it could in theory work. Problem is that the sleepy character is real bad. So you don't really care when she does the good wrestling because you're already uninvested from the sleepy bit. So if they would just do... The character where if you wake her up, she'll mm -hmm. like kill you. Yeah. Bam, there's the motivation. There's the hook of the character. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's so simple. Like, sh if she wakes up on her, I feel like there's a Pokemon that's like this or something. You know what I mean? Where it's just like she wakes up on her own. She's like, you know, tired and fatigued and lethargic and just like, oh, I don't want to do anything. It's fine. I'm I'm lazy. I just want to sleep. Goes back to sleep. But if one of the heels comes over and bumps her, then she'll be like, ah! attack you. You woke me up. You know? Everyone's saying Snorlax. And, and no, Snorlax no, is just Snorlax not, just not what always I'm sleeps. About. He's always yeah. sleeping. You know. Yeah. But yeah, you it's know what not, I mean though? Same. Like yeah, she doesn't totally have a hook. It's like Orange Cassidy, if you get him pissed off, he freaks out. Hmm, you know totally. yeah it'd be like if, if orange cassidy just wrestled in every match you know i need i need a little bit more to get interested in this wendy chu character you know yeah like there needs to be there needs to be a little bit more but again i just don't know that i i would i probably wouldn't like orange cassidy in nxt either you know just because again it's the dressing mm -hmm. you know I think I may have cut this from my edited review, but like Orange Cassidy works because he like, uh, oh God, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, he like plays opposite much of the more serious characters in in AEW. Mm. You know, I suppose. Yeah, there was a word I used, but I don't remember what it was. 
you know, he's like the opposite of a lot of those people. So he works in that sense, but there's so many dumb comedy gimmicks in NXT that this kind of just feels like another one. Mm -hmm. It's like, what difference does it really make between this and like an Andre chase or, you know, one of the other variety of them, you know, it's just another gimmick that I think that Bruce Pritchard thought up and went, that'd be funny, you know, and that doesn't resonate with me as much, you know, juxtapose is a pretty good one. I don't think that was the word that I used, but that yeah that works yeah yeah i don't know i i just want a little bit more out of it again if they just did the thing where if if you wake her up she goes crazy you know that i think would be a lot better yeah constructive yeah. criticism yes msk did a not, promo yeah no, match i don't care about this match at all it doesn't matter won. it's the sleeping woman on the apron uh msk did a promo about the dusty cup dakota kai then came up to him and said that nothing breaks up friendship like success pretty sure kai that it was you that actually broke that up (laughs) not success that was all dakota kai actually yeah oh um what does katie ray i know about success in nxt (laughs) she's been a champion in nxt for approximately 10 minutes that's true yeah (laughs) Um, Kaylee Ray then destroyed Mandy's photo shoot set. I quite liked the destruction that she did. You know, she yeah. took a bat and broke some lights and she threw like a tripod through like the screen at the back, which was quite cool. Like to see it actually like destroyed. As a production person, I saw this and was like, shock horror. Oh, <laughs> oh god, I have been present. I've been present when a hundred thousand dollar camera breaks. Mm. <laughs> there's a certain feeling of dread that you feel in those mm-hmm. moments wasn't my totally. fault if it was my fault I would have like just shrunk into myself you know yep. I mean dude <laughs> I've, I've broken work equipment in this job that's worth a bit or lost it also I've done that I have folded in on myself several times I'm now a completely yeah. different person from how much I folded inwards it's crazy um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we then got Solo Sokoa versus Boa. Are they saying boo or boo? Um, they wrestled to a double count out. Stupid finish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know there's going to be at least a couple on these shows, so I just try not to get worked up over it. Yep. The wrestling they did Why in the match was done? fine, but double count out. Yep. Whoop-dee-doo, Basil. We got got to see them wrestle again. They can't do whatever they were going to do for a finish in the next match here. You got to postpone this an extra week or whatever. Because what you really needed was the backstage angle that came later, which we might as well talk about now, which was a fireball. Fireballs, yum. Hadouken. Fireballs, yum. (laughs) Solo Sokoa and Boa were still fighting backstage after a couple more segments, and then Solo chucks him over like a production crate or whatever, and then he goes to lean over to get him, and boom, fireball in the face, and then Boa gets up and he's got the the face paint on now. Yeah. <sighs> cool. I do not care about Boa. Nope. I think they've. I think. I don't think there's anything they could do to get me to care about Boa at this point. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shame. Um, 
AJ Styles cut a promo. We then got a recap of Kamado Hayes and Roderick Strong. Kamado Hayes then turned up in a Bentley, which was cool, I will admit. He, it worked. This one, you know, whenever people turn up late to shows, we're all like, what were you doing? Where were you yeah. this whole time? But Kamado Hayes only coming in for his segment and being like, okay, I'm going to turn up. I'll be back out in a minute. Let me just do my thing and I'm going to go again. I don't really need to be here. It works. Yes. I think this is the rare case where this works. Much of the time, it's just like, well, Vince McMahon, what were you doing that was so important that made you show up halfway through Survivor Series? <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah. oh, it's only one of your biggest four pay-per-views or premium live events of the year. What was more important than being there during the entire day? I don't yep. believe you. That's not yep. how this would happen. But when you've got an arrogant prick heel champion being like, just hold on to my keys for me, but I'll, I'll be right back. I just needed to go do a thing real quick. And he goes mm -hmm. out there and cuts a promo. He's like, and I'm out. I buy it. I mm -hmm. buy it. My suspension of disbelief is not hindered whatsoever. And I thought it was a good promo. It was. Uh, we got the Boa Fireball after that. We then got very quickly on commentary. There was a quick line before we had Carmelo's promo, which was, okay, breaking news. We've just been told that Von Wagner's suspension has been lifted and his fine has been paid. And Wade Barrett says, by who? And he just goes, I don't know. Compelling stuff, guys. Will Carmelo we Hayes... ever find out the answer? No. Ever. No. We didn't have real... I called him William Weagle. You've ruined him for me, Pete. <laughs> we didn't have William yes. Weagle on this show when he was, like, working there. Mm -hmm. It's been months since we saw him. And now yeah. there's no there's no one even, like, in kayfabe being the, the person running NXT 2.0. So who's doing this? Dion Schwaz says Robert Stone. That's as good a theory as anything, but... Sure. I don't understand how that would get a suspension lifted. Does it matter? Carmelo I Hayes was so did excited a promo. to not see Von, Wag Von Wagner on TV for Von a while. Wigner. Von Wagner. <laughs> I was so excited when they said he was suspended. I was like, oh, a few Thank weeks God. without Von Wagner. That's going to be yeah. so nice. And then they're like, ah, JK, he's back next week. I was like, oh. Yeah. Um, Carmelo Hayes cut a promo. Trick says that he and Carmelo go together like peanut butter and jelly. I was like, do you mean peanut butter and pickles? I feel like that's, that might be better. Well done, Pete. <laughs> well done, Pete. You're learning. Um, Hayes is a very good promo. I really yeah, bought he it. Is. He did a very good heel promo here. And it's just the normal like heel arrogant shtick that a lot of heels do. But he just has such a, a good charisma to him that he just comes across great. Yeah. You know how they say that, like, oh, The Rock could read a phone book or whatever? And it's mm -hmm. that same sort of thing where it doesn't really matter the content of the promo if the guy giving the promo has swagger. Yeah. And he has a lot of swagger. I really do like Carmelo Hayes. I think he's probably my favorite NXT guy right now. He's so talented. He's got charisma. He can cut a good promo. What's not to like? They'll probably fire him next week. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you had a moment of self-realization about oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing it. You can't do this to me again, WWE. <laughs> you, you can't make me invest it. You've burned me too many times before. I like uh, him though. He's god, good. that was great. Um 
And it looks like we might be getting his next North America title challenger because Cameron Grimes, after uh, Carmelo went to go leave, was waiting by Bentley and had taken his keys. Uh, he gave him back to him, but was just like, hey, just so you know, I'm coming for your North American title. And I was like, okay. I love the valet just being like, hey, man, I don't got the keys. <laughs> Like what? You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I need more explanation there, valet guy. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, mean, I, I, I literally as... I need these keys to leave. You know, with the car that I own. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. I got yeah, it. No, yeah. So I got the keys. As man. far as the top two potential title feuds on this show, if you want to do Braun Breaker versus Santos Escobar and Carmelo Hayes against Cameron Grimes, I think that's about the two best combinations you could have right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, and I'll also I don't say know that, that I could, uh, I, I couldn't book something else. Like that's that's perfectly fine. Yeah, and I'll also say that Katie Ray going after Mandy Rose also works for me too. So yeah, also works. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. So like yeah, the the top stuff on the show, the you know all the the title feuds and the 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 bigger stories going on, I think are pretty good. It's everything else that's a bit ass on this show mm. uh so hopefully it picks up after that we're going to got the main event match that we've already spoken about with aj and grayson waller and la knight coming back so overall this was a show i haven't thought about a number and i don't want to so i won't um yeah it was a show i gave it a three again because like last week we said the three was because it was like a it was a in the middle decent show not amazing, not terrible. Everything on the show was just decent. This is back to how it was beforehand, where you've got the top stuff, with like the Braun Breaker promo, the Carmelo Hayes promo, the AJ Styles match. That was all up here. That was good stuff. And then you had Bola getting throwing a fireball, and you had the DQ and the or not the DQ, but the the double Zion Quinn yeah. match, and then the double count out, and then the crowbar, whatever. And that's all down here. And you get this, and you get this, and you meet in the middle. And it's a three. I prefer the other one where it's just like a decent show all the way through because it mm-hmm. feels weird saying this was a three. And also last week's show was a three because last week's show was better than this, but this show had things that I also thought were good and whatever. It doesn't matter. Three and a half. Sure. This is your final chance to get in the Ultra Chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Thank you to whoever's doing the Ultra Chats today. Thank you, the moderator that has adorned the Ultra Chat document with hashtag we miss William Weagle all mm-hmm. over the uh, Ultra Chat doc. Thank you for that. Um, send your Ultra Chats into WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Last chance to do so. Connor Chalmers says, uh, Hey, Chopper and Tempest, LIW for life. Uh, I just struggle to get excited about NXT these days. I think the magic was lost a long time ago. I'd love to see Raquel Gonzalez winning the Rumble and challenging Charlotte. Just feel it would be the best option. Thoughts? Uh, There are people that I would rather see win the Women's Rumble than Raquel Gonzalez, personally. I think Liv Morgan would be a decent shout. I think uh, Bianca Belair, another year in a row, would be be decent. Uh, I think Naomi could win and face Charlotte. Mm -hmm. I think all of these are, are choices I would go with before Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah. I also, I I just would get a lot of PTSD about uh, a big NXT women's star facing Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want yeah. anyone to face Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. Yeah. I know yeah. I'm going to get frustrated. Totally. 
Uh, Lakshmi Nurasimhan B says, uh, also, I'm surprised that LAW are not going after the Quizlemania tag titles unless Tempest is again on fact check duty this episode. No, I stopped being a fact checker. I, I threw that thing on the ground and I will never use it again. Also, I like having Wednesday afternoons off. <laughs> I've I've been on yeah. almost every Quizlemania for like a year. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm, and, ta- you know, I'm taking a break. I don't like going on because people are mean to me. So <laughs> <laughs> hey, I will I will get that Quizlemania tag strap for you and I at one point or another. We will yeah. we will make this happen. You will have Quizlemania gold. I decree it. Hell Not yeah. today, though. I've got things nope. I'd rather be doing. Absolutely. Uh, also, we just Vol- weren't invited this week, so that's fine. Yeah, yeah. There's that. You know, we don't get to. Yeah. We don't control who's on. Um, <laughs> uh, Giant four twenty ginger said hello. 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 Some stupid punk said, uh, "Hey guys, <laughs> I don't watch WWE, so nothing to say there. Just wanted to remind you both that you're awesome. Also, I hope you're feeling better, Tempest. I had a peanut butter and pickle sandwich in solidarity with you. Yep. Yeah. Not because I didn't have groceries." No, solidarity. Yeah, I do feel better. It's it's appreciated. I think for the most part, uh, I'm pretty much good. I haven't really been feeling as many symptoms the last couple days. So that's that's good. I like that. I like not Mm. being sick. Yeah, that's always good. Um, But I think that is going to do it. Yes, I agree. All that good stuff. What he said. I have got nothing else to talk about, Tempest. <laughs> nothing else has happened in my life. Oh, I'm just well, you're talking to a guy that's existing. been sat in hotel rooms and in my <laughs> bedroom for like the last week and a half. What am I supposed <laughs> to talk about, Pete? COVID? I, I don't know, man. It sucks. How's, it sucks. How's nappy, you know? I don't know. You know, uh, I've got a real love-hate relationship with Mappy right now. Oh, really? I'm seriously like addicted to that game. Like I hear the music in my head all the time, mm-hmm. and like I'm doing work, and I was like, I could take a break. You just play one game. You could just play one game of Mappy, and be like, no, no, I got to finish my task. And I finally like I do something to the point where I was like, okay, I could take like a t- 15, 20 minute break. I can play around a Mappy. And I play mm-hmm. it, and I get really frustrated because basically like. It's gotten to the point where I know if I lose a life before about the fifth round or so, that it's a wash. Like, this, it's not worth continuing. I could just restart and go again. But that leads to me, like, resetting and trying to get the perfect run for, like, 20 minutes before I find one where I can, like, actually try and shoot for a high score or something. And I get so worked up by the end of that experience that i'm just like bah, i don't want to play this stupid game anymore and i put it down yep. and then like a half hour later it's like oh, i kind of want to play mappy again i kind of want to play mappy <laughs> like i get the itch again so it's fun it's got really really catchy music that will just play in my head but yeah it's good i just I've got better things to do most of the time <laughs> the vast majority of my time which isn't going to be too interesting for a lot of people um 
listening is I've just been planning for my the final D D session of this of this campaign, which is taking place on the twenty third. Uh, so I've just been doing a lot of planning for that. Like yesterday, I wrote like the final like cinematic if you want to call it that it's going to be like we do all the stuff we get to the end they do they say all their stuff that they want to do with their like characters lives from here on out whatever and then i have like a little like wrap-up thing that i've written and i've written it tempest in time with a piece of music so we're all going to press play on this song at the same time and i'm going to read this thing that I've prepared to go in time with the music because the music has, you know, various ups and downs and tempo changes, and it has, like, a nice, like, melancholy, quiet bit, which is where I'm going to reflect on, like, you know, the companions they've lost along the way and stuff like that, and it's going to end with them being, like, and that's the end of the, the the campaign. It's the end of the story, and I wrote all of that yesterday, which was quite good. I took an afternoon off yesterday, and that's what I spent my afternoon doing instead. It was I good. I mean, it sounds productive. I yeah, wish I had was. the time and energy to do, like, creative things away from work you know mm. what i mean i haven't posted anything to my youtube channel in like six months i started i the last thing i put was a part one of a two-part series <laughs> to be fair my, my computer then did crash and i lost the progress yeah. that i made on part two and then at that point i was just kind of mm. like oh. so i'll get yeah. back around to that for the 12 of you that are waiting but you know creativity <laughs> is hard to just turn on especially it's in true. a job yeah. like this when you spend Absolutely, so much yeah. time just creating mm, absolutely i just love creating that's my thing so i just Peter's just keep gone. going you know just keep yep um anyway that's gonna have to do it for this episode of the wrestle talk podcast slightly shorter intro and outro today just because we need to go live now so thanks for listening everyone really do appreciate it we'll be back with more content soon it's going to be ollie and luke on the AEW review tomorrow it is going to be is it going to be luke this week oh i can't remember uh no it's gonna be me and denise on friday whoa wow i know crazy i can't remember whether that was this week or next week uh and then it's gonna be me and tempest on saturday doing the normal smackdown and rampage so stay tuned for that thank you very much we love you very much stay safe goodbye Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24.